This week on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we discuss our favorite movie monsters. Hello and welcome to a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I guess I'm still John Rooney. Yep, you're still John Rooney. The potion from the gypsy didn't take effect yet. (laughs) And it never will. Oh no, but I sold all my money. I sold all my money for under market value. (laughs) I exchanged all my quarters for nickels. Well, that's what you get for using Bitcoin, dummy. (laughs) And we're happy to welcome our very special guest today. She is one of the writers and stars of Public Access Live, returning to the Public House Theater May 12th through June 30th, Thursdays at 8 p.m. You can buy tickets now at pubhousetheater.com. Julia Rigby, ladies and gentlemen. That's me. That's her. And today, in honor of our next Body Counts and Beard podcast next week, which we will be talking about Predator. We're going to be talking about our favorite movie monsters that aren't Predator, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) We can't choose Predator. We know he's the best. (laughs) Patrick, who's your favorite movie monster? The oil demon from Fern Gully. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh. for all of those who cannot see this podcast, uh, Patrick Bromley just did a mic drop motion and leaned back <laughs> in his chair in victory, as if no further explanation was required. There's not. I don't even have anything to say about it. I just want you to conjure it in your mind. Think about how really terrifying both it was and rapacious capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> You're very confident in this choice. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I mean, sure, you got some big sharks, you got some bad, gooey, strong guys, but rapacious capitalism. Wait, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, I'm sorry. In Wait. the world of movie monsters. Oh, okay, I thought you were talking about Ferngully. <laughs> and I was like, I'm relatively sure there are no, no. sharks in Ferngully. I, 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 I had to think about this when I thought about Jaws, I thought about Swamp Thing, but no. <laughs> Swamp Thing! <laughs> He's no. a monster with sadness in his heart. <laughs> it's the oil monster from Fern Gully. Voiced by the amazing Tim Curry, doing his uh, best hammy over the top in McKellen impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing, uh, amazing vocal performance in a terrible movie that would be ripped off by Avatar. Fuck you, James Cameron! Julia, <laughs> your favorite movie monster. My favorite movie monster is the killer rabbit from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Ooh. Run away! Mm. <laughs> Guys, I, I, I have to say, like, that's a great choice, because it totally <laughs> bites off many heads. Yes, it does. It's very violent. They kill five, no three people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. We could keep talking about that, but I'm afraid it will devolve into just Monty Python quotes. <laughs> For about an hour, and this is a mini so. <laughs> so that said, uh, my name is Tim. I'm an enchanter. <laughs> John, your favorite movie monster. Uh, my favorite movie monster is the weird face demon from the end of Evil Dead 2. Uh, it is the embodiment of all of the evil that the uh, Necronomicon has summoned into our yeah. world. 
And these weird, like, faces on tendrils of all of its victims that it has claimed throughout the movie. It is so scary! It's creepy as hell. It is so scary that it gives Bruce Campbell a white streak of fear as he's reacting in horror to this vortex monster. It gives him a Reed Richards, like, like (laughs) white wall hair. It is, it is great. It is an amazing, uh, design and the execution of it, especially on the budget that that movie is, which is no budget. Yeah. Uh, it is incredibly uh, effective practical effect. Oh, yeah. And what's amazing about that movie is it starts off as a very straight horror movie, and then it becomes a the silliest Three Stooges comedy. Yeah. And then at the very end, it's like, psych, just kidding, it's the creepiest monster ever! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I, I absolutely love how he defeats the monster of just... <laughs> just rams a chainsaw into its face? Yeah, it's perfect. It's exactly how you would kill that monster <laughs> if you were Bruce Campbell. Yeah, and then it spits blue milk at him, and that's the end of the movie. It's great. <laughs> it is fantastic, I agree. Mark, your favorite movie monster. My favorite movie monster, uh, I actually went with... The aliens polar opposite, and I'm going with the xenomorph, the aliens from Alien. Oh. They are the aliens from Alien are an impressive. Fuck you! Stop! <laughs> Fuck you can't see this, but everyone is dismissively waving at me. All right, let me tell you a little something about the xenomorph. It is a highly adaptable species that is capable of murdering anything it comes into contact with. If you if it gets put in a dog, it comes out like a big giant crazy dog. If it gets put into a predator, it comes out like a big giant crazy predator alien wait, wait, called I, a predalien. That's a real thing. Look it up. I, I think you might be describing Doomsday from the nineties. Superman comics? <laughs> John, I will thank you not to bring up Doomsday or Superman comics ever again <laughs> Yo, in my presence. <laughs> no, man, the, the Xenomorph is awesome. It's an amazing creature design. You know what I mean? Like, just like just gross and it spits acid and it's got a mouth and then a dick mouth inside of its mouth. <laughs> well, and I think a lot of the impact has been dulled over time of the fact that even if you've never seen Alien, you've seen the scene where that mouth comes out of the mouth, but taking it, uh, like, as a, that is a really shocking moment. Oh, yeah, like, it really is. It, the anatomy of the xenomorph is, like, a, a weird Lovecraft creation. It, it does not make sense. Yeah. It, no, it, it really does It is incomprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, thin and creepy, and it's just, it's one of those things, like, as a child, like the two things that creep me out are were were the xenomorphs from Aliens and uh, uh, the end of the movie Gremlins. Well, we've brought a xenomorph and the end of the movie Gremlins in here, so you can, you can confront your fears in a safe place. Well, uh, I just wet myself. And uh, I'm sorry that it was on your couch, Patrick and oh. Julia. Now, Xenomorph and End of Gremlins, how do you feel about this? <laughs> I am shockingly okay with it. I am the End of Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't see it, but John was holding up a giant sign that said, I am the End of Gremlins. He came very prepared. <laughs> I do want to say this uh, before we go. We're talking about famous movie monsters, favorite movie monsters. Uh, there are some awesome monsters out there, and I... I need your help, so please (laughs) give generously. Just remember, for only 40 cents a day, less than the price of a cup of coffee, you too can provide victims from monsters all over the world (laughs) to eat, kill, slaughter, maim. It's beautiful. No, what I was going to say is this. 
talking about Predator. Next week, we're going to be talking about the movie Predator, the amazing 1987 John McTiernan, Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. And this is what I want to posit to each of you guys. I'm going to drop a little like surprise on you here. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get in your face and I'm going to tell you it's Predator versus something and you have to tell me who wins and how. All right? All right. Patrick. Okay. Predator versus Jaws. Predator. Okay, all right. How? How? Tell me how Predator kills Jaws. Oh, he's got a shoulder rocket. He doesn't even get off the boat. Like, when the Jaws <laughs> comes up and bites off the back of the boat, he just laser sights him and blows him to smithereens. Okay, all right. But how does the Predator say, smile, you son of a bitch? <laughs> no, that's the deal. The Predator takes the spoons and plays, uh, I'm drunk and I want to go home on his metal armor. <laughs> Just with the spoons. And he does a little washboard on his fish scales. <laughs> Julia. Predator versus Godzilla. Which Godzilla? Ooh. Uh, Thank you, John. 1998 Matthew Broderick Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> also known as Gino Godzilla, Godzilla in name, name only. only. <laughs> Thanks, John. High five. Uh, predator. Predator, 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 predator. <laughs> of course. Of course. I feel like you don't have to explain how he wins just because of your passion, but I'd like you to anyways. Well, I mean, if all else fails, tactical nuclear weapons? <laughs> I know Godzilla's sort of, you know, kryptonite or whatever. That's absolutely true. Also, I feel like... Uh, Predator wouldn't have stood for any of those dumb Godzilla baby eggs in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like Predator would have used his shoulder cannon to shoot the uh, Puff Daddy lyric part off of that <laughs> awesome Led Zeppelin bit. That's terrible. It's like, why did you ruin this? You should go back to covering Sting albums. <laughs> he was really good at it. No, he was super good at it. Like, I could see he was like, I'm great at old, you know, uh, lecherous English types so uh, why wouldn't I be able to do Led Zeppelin as well good answer Julia <laughs> well <you>. argued <laughs> John I'm gonna throw a curveball at you oh no Predator versus Robocop oh man that's hard because their skill sets are actually incredibly similar right exactly yeah they both have that weird heat vision they both have pieces of weaponry that come out of them I am going to give it to RoboCop, if only because RoboCop is, of course, our one true lord and savior. Oh, If you of watch the movie correctly, which you should, <laughs> uh, he cannot be killed, and should he be killed, it is only to absolve us of our sins so that we can become clean in the eyes of God. And really, that's a victory we all can get behind. Okay, hold on. Are you saying that RoboCop murders us to absolve us? Yeah. How did you watch the movie? <laughs> Uh, I watched it as a criticism of uh, corporate uh, of corporations taking over private enterprise. No, I don't see any of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> none right. of it. This is none of it. Well, you know what? I will buy that for a dollar, I suppose. <laughs> and he'll give you four nickels for that dollar. What a deal! I'm a genius! <laughs> that joke will make sense. Next week, <laughs> at the very, very end, assuming... Wait a minute, Julia just ripped open a hole in the space-time continuum and pulled out a joke. Not only will that make sense next week, that'll make sense in public access live in the middle of our season. That is a deep, layered call ahead. So make sure you're there at least June 2nd and June 9th. 
to see that amazing two-part time ripping open episode where Julia's joke will finally make sense. Ladies and gentlemen, for Body Counts and Beer, I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I guess even though I backed RoboCop, I'm still John Rooney. <laughs> and of course, special thanks to our special guest, the special Julia Rigby, classically trained actress. Thank you, everybody. Have a pleasant evening, and we'll see you next time with Predator! Body Counts and Beer is Mark Rosendahl, Patrick Bromley, and John Rooney. Thanks to our special guest, Julia Rigby. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast. Like us on Facebook and email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com. Hey, it's Mark here. Just wanted to rip open that space-time hole once more and let you know that apparently I was mistaken. That joke did make sense. And I am sorry to our special guest, Julia Rigby, for using my enthusiasm to turn everybody against her. Apologies. Good night.